Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And good day, everybody. Welcome to episode 172 of the Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show. I am your host, Ben Fadden. This episode is brought to you by Gagnon Bros, famous cheesesteaks and garlic fries located inside Petco Park during the entire season. Mission Gorge and Point Loma are their other two locations outside Petco. Great garlic fries, great cheesesteaks. I like the one with cheese whiz, but whatever you want, they got it gaglinbros.com to be their entire menu, their phone numbers, their addresses, all of that. All right, the Padres take on the Pittsburgh Pirates tonight, first of three at Petco Park. Uh, I believe it's Shamanaya on the mound for the Padres tonight. And today, though, before we get talking about that series, Trent Grisham against Jose Azokar. That's the big discussion I want to have today. Let me know. This is being recorded. It's not live on YouTube or anything like that. So let me know in the comments. Let me know on Twitter at Talking Friars or on Instagram, TikTok, your thoughts, who you think should start for the San Diego Padres in center field. Should it be Trent Grisham or should it be Jose Azokar? Obviously, Trent Grisham came into the season as the starting center fielder, and he should be, right? Um, he was traded from the Milwaukee Brewers in that Luis Arias deal. Eric Lauer was sent to Milwaukee for Grisham to be the starting center fielder for the Padres and be a starting outfielder for the San Diego Padres. And primarily, he should have been the primary center fielder this year going in because they didn't really have any other options. C.J. Abrams didn't have experience in the outfield. And as we saw you know, out of the gate this season, he did not really that great, uh, at least offensively, and he only played a couple games in the outfield, so he's not really an option. Will Myers is a right fielder. He doesn't play center field great. You're not sticking jerks and Profar out there again. That didn't go so great last year, and there were questions going into the season if jerks and Profar should have even been the starting left fielder. Fans, kind of like myself, thought that the Padres, that A.J. Preller should have gotten a left fielder, a power-hitting left fielder. Profar got off to a great start, and then he's kind of come crashing back down to earth. He's still hitting like third or fourth in the lineup, 
I don't know if I agree with that, but when you look at the rest of the lineup, it's kind of like, okay, who would you rather have as the three or four hitter? But we're kind of veering off into a different discussion there. Azokar over Grisham, that is the question for this episode, episode 172. Um, Trent Grisham, Jose Azokar. Azokar came into the season. It wasn't like a guarantee that he was even going to make the opening day roster. I think he was told like the day before the rosters were due by AJ Preller that he made it and he was the what the fifth outfielder because they had Matt Beatty on the roster but Bob Melvin as it seems like the year has gone on he has gone to trust Jose Azokar more and Azokar has earned that trust if we're being honest started off the season he was more of a pinch runner defensive replacement, stuff like that. But now he's actually getting more at-bats. And we saw this last series um, against the Brewers. He had that walk-off the first game of the series. He played, he started, was that, I think that was uh, the Wednesday game. And then Grisham came in and pinch hit. Grisham started Tuesday. So Azokar is getting more at-bats. That wasn't what was happening at the beginning of the season. And now that he's getting more at-bats, we're seeing, at least I'm seeing, that he's putting together really good at-bats. And this is before I'm getting into the stats. I will get into that because in previous episodes, I was kind of just going off of gut reaction. But there was an off day yesterday. By the way, I do have episode 171 out about the most hated players in Major League Baseball so far this season that I disagreed with. That's out if you want to go listen on the podcast platforms or watch that on this YouTube Talking Friars YouTube channel. But getting back to this, I wanted to actually do a you know episode comparing the stats. So it's not just me talking, not like educated about it, just my gut reaction um, about the subject. Now, my gut reaction is that Jose Zocar should be getting more at-bats. Maybe not more at-bats than Grisham, even though the whole conversation is should Zocar start over Grisham? So I guess... I'm a little hypocritical about that. Should he start over Grisham like immediately, like this weekend? I think yes. They're they're playing the Pittsburgh Pirates. If Azokar doesn't do well against Grisham or against the Pirates, excuse me, this weekend, okay, then you can go back to Grisham, whatever. But the way that Grisham's playing, and we'll see that through the stats that I read off here, stat cast numbers and baseball reference, through the way that Grisham's playing, what do the Padres have to lose with starting Jose Azokar, you know? We go through the stats here comparing the stats. We can start off with the baseball reference numbers and then we'll get to some stat cast numbers uh, before kind of reaching a conclusion, seeing if my conclusion is different from my gut reaction, which my gut reaction again, obviously, like I mentioned, is to start Azokar over Grisham right now, at least like in the present. Uh, that could change a month from now. Obviously, one could get hurt, one could get hot, one could get cold. But right now, I'd give more starting at-bats to Jose Azokar. All right, let's get to the stats. Comparing the baseball reference stats, Grisham and Azokar. Trent Grisham has played 42 games so far this year, entering tonight's game, the series opener against the Pirates at Petco. Jose Azokar has played 30 games, so I realize that there's a smaller sample size with Azokar compared to Grisham. And some of those 30 games for Azokar those were not starts where he got like three or four at-bats. Some of them were starts, but also some of them were 
games that he appeared as a defensive replacement or as a pinch runner, right? So I realize that. But there are also some games like the series finale against Milwaukee the other day where Grisham was not starting and he was a pinch hitter, you know? Um, all right, with, with that said, Trent Grisham, his batting average so far through 42 games is 157. Wow, 157. Jose Zocar through 30 games, his batting average is 239, so a significant uh, increase compared to Grisham there. On-base percentage for Grisham, 258. The on-base percentage for Azokar is 308. So you got Azokar 1 in two of those categories. Now the slugging percentage for Grisham is 250. The slugging percentage for Azokar is 261. So Azokar has him beat there. That's 3 for Azokar. Zero for Grisham so far. The OPS. Grisham's is 508. And Azokar's OPS is 569. That's another category one for Azokar. The OPS plus, which I like to use because it's kind of like the full uh, description of what you are as a hitter. Can you get on base and can you have some power with that? Are you getting extra base hits? And the OPS plus I like to use compared to the OPS because it is ballpark adjusted because, you know, like Yankee Stadium, um, someone could hit a double off the wall there because of how shallow the wall is or a home run, and that would not be a home run at Petco. So it's ballpark adjusted. So I like that. So Grisham's OPS plus is 52. The league average is 100. So really bad there. Azokars is also below league average, but it's 71. It's significantly better than Grisham's OPS+. Plus. So, so far, Azokar in these offensive categories is up 5-0 to zero on Grisham. And I'm not selecting categories where purposely Azokar is better than Grisham to try to prove a point. You know, I'm just going through the list, the baseball reference list of stats that I think are relevant. The baseball reference war. Trent Grisham's is negative 0.1. Jose Zocar's is negative 0.2. Sore. Did I just say sore? My hamstrings are sore. So, a Zocar's baseball war, reference war, is slightly better than Jose Zocar's. So, he has him one barely there. That doesn't really count as really one there. It barely has him there, and it's they're both negative. Home runs. Same thing here. Grisham has... Zokar beat, but it's by one home run because Grisham has one home run and Zokar has zero home runs. RBIs, Grisham has Zokar beat, uh, but you got to realize that Grisham has started more games, more at bats, that sort of thing. 13 RBIs for Grisham and Zokar has five, including the walk off uh, the other night. Strikeouts. Now, obviously, here this is, might be a little bit misleading, but I've also set an on-pace stat for, for a Zokar to kind of make it more fair. Grisham's strikeout total through 42 games is 44. A Zokar's strikeout total through 30 games is 16. And then I multiplied that, so if a Zokar has played the same amount of games as Grisham, 42 games, he would have six, he would have, excuse me, 
He has 20, he has 16 strikeouts right now. He would have 22.4 strikeouts. I know you can't have a 0.4 of a strikeout, but you get what I'm saying. He'd be on pace for a little over 22 strikeouts if he played as many games as Grisham has played. And that is still almost 20, well, more than 20 fewer strikeouts than what Grisham has through 42 games. So that's pretty jarring. So Grisham not doing great against the fastball. I don't have those stats in front of me right now, but he's, I know I've seen that through some newsletters and stuff. He's not doing great against the fastball. And Azokar hasn't beat in batting average, on base percentage, slugging percentage, OPS, OPS plus, and less strikeouts. And then the RBIs, I don't know if you can take that really to heart. I mean, because he's played more games than Azokar. And the home runs, it's one to zero. Like, can't even really take that into account either. All right. Then moving to the stat cast numbers. So before we get to the stat cast numbers, overall, if we're even including the one to zero home runs and the 13 to five RBI, Azokar has Grisham beat by a score of six to three. Bluetooth disconnected. Six to three. So advantage Azokar through the baseball reference stats. Now, I don't have a ton of StatCast stats because when you look at the Baseball Savant graph and all that, where they have the blue and the red, they don't really have a Zokar's numbers because he just doesn't have as many games. But I did write down the stuff that they do have for him. All right. For Grisham, his average exit velocity is in the 8th percentile. So that means he's only hitting the ball harder than 8% of the league. That's not good. It pretty much means everyone else is hitting the ball harder than him. Barrel percentage. Grisham is at the 24th percentile. That's not great either. Both of those are in the blue. Same has, same as his uh, hard hit percentage, which is in the 7th percentile. So even worse than his average exit velocity. So he's not putting the barrel on the ball much. He's not hitting the ball hard. And Azokar, is he going to hit the ball hard? Is he put all these barrels on balls? I'm not saying that he is, but I'm kind of with the viewpoint of what is there to lose with Azokar over Grisham right now? You know, the power is not there for Grisham. Azokar has better numbers in the smaller sample size. I know it's a smaller sample size, but he has better numbers pretty much across the board. And even when he doesn't have those better numbers, like with home runs, it's by one. Or with RBIs, it's because he's played less games. Or with war, it's by 0.1 win, you know? Um, for Azokars, the only stat cast percentile stats that they have for him was sprint speed and outfield jump. And in that, it's very good. Sprint speed, it's at the 94th percentile, and outfield jump is at the 88th percentile. So very better than average uh, are those percentiles on his outfield jump. And then his sprint speed. So he's doing pretty much the same thing as Grisham in the outfield and defensively and on the bases for me, at least from what I'm seeing. And then with the stats that I laid out, he's beating him in these offensive categories despite having less games. And I, to be honest, I don't know how long the Padres should start Azokar over Grisham. 
And I understand Azokar's a righty, Grisham's a lefty. So maybe if they want to play matchups, Grisham's just naturally going to get more playing time because a left versus right matchup. But we're over a quarter of the way through the season, and Trent Grisham has not proved that he can impact this team more than Jose Azokar on a daily basis. And I mean significantly impact Azokar more, or impact the Padres more than Azokar on a daily basis. So I personally, if I were Bob Melvin, if I were AJ Preller or the front office, I would say, hey, why not give Jose Azokar this chance and give him the starting center field job for this weekend? I'm just talking about this weekend. Take it series by series. If it doesn't go well, it doesn't go well. But you have nothing to lose. You're playing a bad team. You have good starting pitching. You can put him down at the bottom of the order like Grisham would be at if he was starting anyway because Crony's been leading off. Manny's been hitting third. Profar and Haas hitting third and fourth. Then it's like Myers, Voigt, stuff, guys, Kim, guys like that. He'd be at the bottom of the order anyway, so you're just... Pretty much substituting Azokar for Grisham, or excuse me, Grisham for Azokar. You're replacing Grisham with Azokar, and you see how it goes. Because the Padres are in a in the business of winning, right? You're not the Padres of 2018 where you're giving Manuel Margot and Carlos Asuaje and Hunter Renfro all of these games at the end of the season. You're trying to hunt the Dodgers down for the division. You're still in striking distance, obviously, because it's still early in the season. What is there to lose when both of these guys are pretty good defensively and one of them is not playing up to what he should be and the other just hasn't gotten enough playing time, I think, for the Padres to get the fair judgment of if he should start games or not, right? And while they don't have the fair judgment, I mean the long-term judgment. Like, we haven't seen enough time from him to say, okay, you're the starting center fielder for the rest of the year, you know? But right now, like, right now, this season, or the, excuse me, this weekend, this series against Pittsburgh, I want a Zokar in that starting lineup because there's nothing to lose the way that Grisham's playing. There's just nothing. There's nothing to lose. Hitting 157, an OPS plus of 52 when league average is 100, a negative war, striking out 44 times, more strikeouts than games played. 13 runs driven in. Not hitting the in the bottom 10th percentiles of exit velocity and hard hit percentage. I'm going to say it again. What do the Padres have to lose? So I'd go Azokar over Grisham to answer that question there uh, on the YouTube page down there at the bottom half of this screen. I would say Azokar over Grisham. I hope you subscribe to the YouTube channel, Talking Friars. For daily Padres content, I am Ben Fadden, your host. Thank you for listening on the podcast platforms on the YouTube channel. If you hit that subscribe button, we're getting closer to 1,000 subscribers. Uh, listeners, viewers out there, they want those 1,000 subscribers so that they can help me out with the show. I don't do it for the money. I am just a passionate Padre fan. My family has season tickets. I'm going tonight, going Sunday. I went Tuesday. I went Wednesday. So I'm just a big Padre fan. I love talking with you guys, so I hope you support the channel. Uh, at Talking Friars on Twitter for games I'm not watching, in-game highlights um, all game long. And even when I'm at the game, I try to 
look at some stats in between innings, stuff like that. So I hope you follow that and Instagram and TikTok. All right. Ben Fadden signing off. This has been episode 172 of the Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show. Brought to you by Gaglione Bros, famous cheesesteaks and garlic fries. If you're going to the game tonight or any of the games this series, you can go to the Gaglione Bros booths, uh, the stands at Petco Park, one their main stand by the Bally Sports San Diego pre- and post-game booth, uh, broadcast booth. They're set up there just across the uh, walk the walking path, and great cheesesteaks and garlic fries. All right, that's the episode. See you later. Enjoy the game tonight. I'll have a pregame show live from Petco Park before the game. See you.